grant. Oh, just a grant today? I feel like I'm not, I feel like house. I'm not getting all the energy required. Is that better? <laughs> That's better. Oh, the the constant movement continues. I am back in San Diego. Okay. And it's cold in here again. Mm-hmm. I slept with a quarter sip last night. Oh my! Why? Did, oh my god! <laughs> what? No, I I have done very similar things, so I'm not going to judge. What I really needed to do was put on socks, but I had taken a shower. And I didn't feel like putting socks back on. And then by the time I was like in bed and being like, man, I really want socks. I also really didn't want to get out of bed. So mm-hmm. I just I just made it work. Oh, wow. I feel like socks are one of those things that if you're like cold and you're having the thought of, oh, I really <laughs> want to put on socks right now. Like there's nothing else that is going to help at all, really. Well, what did help? Unless you have like a pile of coals you can stuff your feet in. <laughs> No, I, uh, like, so my blankets, I have, like, a quilt and a, one of those, um, large, fuzzy, uh, monochromatic blankets that mm-hmm. you kind of get from Target, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have those, and they're very large, and they hang over the end of the bed. So I kind of yanked them up with my feet so that they didn't hang over the bed. And tucked them, tucked the ends of them under my feet, mm-hmm. creating a sort of partial sleeping bag or very large singular sock to put my feet in, mm-hmm. if you will. And, th- and that did the trick well enough. If you made a product that was a single large sock to put both your feet in, what would you call it? The, um, the foot dock? Like a dock for your feet? Hmm. Or the double sock dock? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is having some singular prefix, like the unisock. Okay. The unisockle? It just sounds weird. Makes me uncomfortable. I don't know why, but it does. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of... Because what it really... Well, all you're making is like a... Um, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of the bags that you use for a bag race. What What is the material? What potato am I? Potato sack. Well, yeah, potato oh, sack. Oh, what's the, the material? Uh, like, what's the more general name? Frick! Why can't um, I remember it? <laughs> not burlap. No, it is. That's what I'm thinking of. It's yeah. a burlap sack. Yeah. So we're thinking of a softer, less tall burlap sack. So maybe it's just called the burlap sock. What if it was like one of those toe socks, but with 10 toes? What? <laughs> you know those the socks that have toes in them? Mm-hmm. Like, like in, Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like gloves, but for your feet, but like double. Sorry. I did. Socks I, for, no, have for, toes no, in them. No, I understand yes. what you mean. I understand what you mean now. For some reason, uh, you said 10 toes, and all I pictured was still a single sock with five toes. Ah. I, I didn't actually... Uh, fully process what you had said yes mm-hmm. that would be very f- weird i don't think i'd like that though mm-hmm. um, you like one of those mermaid tails <laughs> well i think th- i think our bigger <laughs> issue is the market for a unisock <laughs> um 
before we even consider the name, I think the natural market for that is is quite small. I'm no I'm no marketing or product guru here, but that's my intuition. This probably already exists, but what if you just put like a pocket on the end of a blanket? So you could like stuff your feet into it to help like wrap yourself and like cocoon yourself in it. Or you could also like fold up the blanket in like a schnazzy way that your the blanket could just like fold into its pocket. It'd be like a packable blanket. I'm sure your second exists. option, what I was actually thinking of is what would also work is so so imagine you have it the way that you're thinking of with the feet right so -hmm. the pockets on the bottom and and the feet are how they are right Mm -hmm. now imagine instead you rotated 180 degrees so that the pocket is still facing down but it's at your head right and then you fold it over and now you have a pocket in front of you either for your hands or let's just say for like movie snacks Mm -mm. i'm not saying loose movie snacks just like for like a a box of movie snacks okay not like it not not that it's a like an (laughs) instant yeah you 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 get and then you buy uh particular uh particularly sized foil liners you can just put loose popcorn in there gosh that sounds horrifying (laughs) I'm going to make one of these and I'm going to give it to Aaron and she's probably going to hate it, but it would be very funny. <laughs> I, that That's like a perfect product for her. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. It sounds like the not perfect product for it's anyone. Like, it's like doubly solving. It's like a. It's like if you do that in combination with a Snuggie, or it's kind of like what you really want is a Snuggie with like a kangaroo pouch. <laughs> this sounds like, okay, we should not get into product development. It is not our strong suit together here. This is not sounding good. <laughs> I, I honestly think it's a good idea now. <laughs> I think I've hit on the solution. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all, uh-huh. Sure, yeah, Mark. Uh-huh. Smile and nod. <laughs> smile and nod. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Grant? <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm doing the, the stuff, you know? Uh... Got to decide if I want to deal with the snow that we got this weekend mm. after this or if I want to do that in the morning. Sure. It's really less of a question of do I want to do it now or in the morning and more of a question of do I have other things I need to do now versus in the morning. Um, is, it, is there any chance that it's going to snow overnight? No, okay. probably not. I really probably could have done it like this morning, but we still got like an extra half inch to an inch throughout the day today so hmm. i waited gotcha hmm. how are you doing i'm pretty good um i got back yesterday and today i had to work a little bit so i did hmm. that because uh, i'm taking a little time off this week to go back up to san francisco again uh, and so i spent some time packing some of the things that I'm going to bring up with me. Mm-hmm. So I have a line of items directly behind me now, up against my wall, of all <laughs> the things that need to fit into my car. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I did that. Um, yeah, doing well. I- I'm feeling very snacky today. Oh, same. 
It's hard. I think, and, and, uh, and I'm in an awkward position where I've kind of gone through all of my easy-to-eat food, and I'm only here for like three and a half more days until I go back up for a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling like I just need to go to the store and get some like cheap ready-made meals to just tide me over for a few days so that I'm not tempted to like eat out every single day, like at least spend half the money than eating out every single day. But like, I really don't have anything here to like make. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought that I had, that I had a big bag of beef and broccoli still, but it turns out that's not the case, which was a little disappointing, <laughs> honestly. Aww. Uh, so I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. I at least have oatmeal that I had ordered a little while ago for breakfast. Good. Yeah. You should got breakfast. Yeah. On a totally separate note, I've been meaning to, I've been sharing this story with people because I find it just very nice for me at least. Uh, do you remember many months ago when the hubcap of my car got all bent out of shape? Do you remember me telling mm-hmm. you about this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it still hasn't been a problem, but, you know, it, I just haven't gotten it fixed precisely because it wasn't anything more than what I could tell as a visual problem. And the other week, before I went up to San Francisco, I went to Discount Tire because they had been sending me notifications being like, hey, you should check your air pressure and stuff. Swing on by and we'll do it for you. So I drive there expecting the person to who's doing the tires to, you know, come across my hubcap and be like, hey, you know, this thing's a little wonky. You should probably get that looked at, right? Mm-hmm. And as I see him approach that tire, the the rear right tire, all all he does is he leans down uh, to put the little nozzle in the air tube, and then I hear like <laughs> against the side of the car, and uh, he's kind of looking at it, and he and he and I hear that a few more times, and I noticed that that what he had done. I checked this after I got home is that he had literally just punched it and punched it back into place, and it's no longer bent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, it, it was, it's just a pl- plastic hubcap, and it was warped in a way that I, it wouldn't have even occurred to me to try to do that, and also I probably would have been a bit, a bit afraid. And it makes me a little weirded out that he decided that percussive maintenance was the way forward, but it worked <laughs> out well enough that I'm not really upset at all because it saved me... <laughs> Like, like now everything on my car is fixed. I got the painting done the other week. So every, so it's now just back to normal, which is great. And I didn't have to spend any money on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's my positive story for the day. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it, I love it was not what I was expecting. By just hitting them. Yeah. And what was very, what was even a little weirder about it is that after he had done that, he still didn't address it. Like he just kind of did it. And finished filling in all the tires, and was like, "All right, cool, you're good to go." And that was it. <laughs> I'm trying to remember your exact description of what was wrong. Could it have been just like the cover was just like partially off? Well, it was like, so yeah, it looked like it wasn't set in, but none of them really looked like they were set in. It looked like the plastic was warped out of shape because most of it, I would say, like seven eighths of the circle of the hubcap looked flush and correct and one eighth looked like it was almost like curved and popped out a little bit from being flush with the tire Uh and so you could see that but it wasn't like so far out that it was causing a problem and having driven it around nothing around it 
one out either. But apparently just punching it was enough to either reseat it in whatever way. But looking at it, it doesn't look like it was reset or anything. It looked almost like he did the equivalent of like if you get a dent in a wiffle ball. Mm-hmm. And and like the plastic is just malleable enough that it can sort of warp itself in a way that seems non-intuitive. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this thing's like mostly rigid. It feels weird that it can like kind of warp this way, but you can get it back into place if you try hard enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he managed to do that. So, mm. you know, fine by me. <laughs> That's great. Because I, I bet had I taken it to a dealer, they would not have punched it. They would have, you know, made me pay uh, a significant-ish amount of money for the labor and the part. Oh, yeah. They would have straight up appled you. They would have said, oh, you actually got to replace the whole tire assembly because it's got to be rebalanced. And you're going to need a new tire. And like, you can't just get one new tire, so you got to get two new tires. And... You're going to need a new chassis. Yeah, and if you're getting two new tires, like you're halfway there, you might as well just get four new tires, and we got a special <laughs> on today, so. So it's only yeah. going to cost you $900. Yeah. Yeah, so luckily not that, but. Sick. Yeah. I don't have any exciting stories like that from my day. I've just been doing, hanging around the house, doing food stuff. I have to put you, if not on blast, at least point something out, because I've been very curious. Okay. So here's our last two weeks of texting. I'm just curious about the the time gaps here, because they're actually pretty uncharacteristic for you. But just for the listener, I texted, this is all in Pacific time, for what it's worth. I texted Grant last week at nine o'clock, nine in the morning, asking if he wanted to record. I didn't get a text back until 4.30 in the afternoon confirming that, yes, he could indeed record. And then today, I texted him at 8.30 in the morning and got a response at just before 3 p.m. A little better. Honestly, last Sunday, I was prepared. I was like probably 10 minutes away from texting you and saying, just like, never mind, we'll record on Monday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so have you just gotten yourself so... Uh, immersed in something that you didn't want to commit to recording until you knew that you could spare the time or what? Um, No, both Sundays I was doing like house stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, for like the morning into the early afternoon. And so I didn't have like my phone like on me on me. It was just like somewhere, but because mm-hmm. I was trying to like focus on doing house stuff also trying to focus on like not sitting down with my phone and stuff mm-hmm. and so like because i didn't hear or see the notification immediately you're just like i was in the zone and then it didn't really occur to me to think like oh shoot i should probably check my phone see if like mark was trying to reach out to me until it sounds like around 6 30 in the evening <laughs> yeah when i was sitting down for dinner and i was having a thought of oh shoot shows buckets it's sunday um you know i was just curious i I do respect that i I think that's totally reasonable i'm not i'm not upset about it it was just you had been pretty good about it the like for a few months so it was just kind of like huh it's like into the evening his time (laughs) yeah but i think that's commendable yeah i've been i've been trying to do better and then the past couple weeks it's just been kind of I've been just like trying to focus on doing my own thing here because mm-hmm. 
you know, you got you got to do your own thing sometimes. Yeah, I I think that's a goal that I want to set for myself is reducing phone time by just putting it somewhere out of sight once I'm like living with Aaron because that's the mm-hmm. main reason that I keep my phone around is you know I could like mm-hmm. you know Aaron and I just call and text each other at random times you know I may be in the middle of something and she'll just call because you know she's bored and just wants to chat for a little bit and I might do the same and so mm-hmm. we tend to have our phones around but like I don't other than that I really don't need it around all that much um, mm-hmm. for anything honestly yeah uh you know so uh that's definitely a good thing to mm-hmm. try and do i feel bad a lot of the time because i know that people think that i'm like i don't know <laughs> being in uh a poopy butthole but like and sometimes i am i'm not gonna lie <laughs> but like for me i just find that it's so hard if i have to like take a complete break from what i'm doing and type a text to someone and then i try to get back into what i'm doing and by the time i start finally get back getting back into the groove of what i'm doing they've responded again so now i gotta sit down again it's like i just like i gotta save your messages until i got time to like sit down and make that be what i'm dealing with mm-hmm. rather than like trying to clean my bathroom and then taking a a five minute break every like seven minutes to yeah. to respond to you because it's like then i'm never gonna freaking clean my bathroom mm-hmm. yeah but, well and i think that you know it you know you know the people that you text with and i'm sure that you've sort of one way or another over time you begin to set expectations verbally yeah. or non-verbally <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah i know uh, some people get annoyed with it yeah well that's life and like i'll like there are sometimes it's definitely not the majority but like i'll see someone texted me and i'll see the first few lines of their message i'm like to give me the like do i have to respond to this now or is this like not really an urgent thing because hmm. like if i'm in the middle of something like i'm not a lot of the time i'm not trying to like just stop but i'm also like not trying to ignore people if they're asking me a question that is like imminent yeah like if it's 4 30 and someone's saying like hey you want to get like takeout and like have dinner or something mm-hmm like okay, that is that's an imminent thing that needs to be responded to right now. Yeah, but I yeah. got you. Hmm. Yeah, are, are we feeling like we could segue here, or, or are we trying to keep pushing it back and back no, and back? No, let's do it. I was again I, at the at around the ten minute mark. I was like, I think I'm ready to start segueing towards the comic, and then I'll have to go back and listen to what actually happened because I've already forgotten at this point. Yeah, I don't <laughs> how things veered either. away. <laughs> <laughs> we it's just so fun how our conversations meander sometimes i think just like adult children tend to meander while they're finding their way in life and speaking of adult children that's the comic mark brought for this week and it's by stephen beals um, yeah, the hard thing about a segue like that is that all of our transitions are a hard cut with a little musical note so it's really hard to figure out where i'm gonna put it in <laughs> I can redo it if you want. No, it's fine. I'll I'll find a spot. <laughs> you just do it like in the middle of a word. <laughs> I think this is where we officially transitioned. <laughs> or like between the words adult and children. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, in this comic we got we got 
two blonde, uh, I'm going to say adult children. We got a guy and a girl, and they're both sitting on a couch reading a book, or reading books. Each is re- each has a book that they are reading. Uh, and the guy says, isn't it cute that we're reading the same book? I guess, responds the girl. It's such a good mystery. Sometimes I have to force myself not to skip to the end. I always spoil it that way. Reading together forces me not to. He says, mm-hmm. The girl responds. The boy then says, while flipping frantically towards the end of the book, oh my god, I did it. I did it. Uh, I did anyway and can't believe it. The girl looks off in the distance, annoyed or pissed off or something. And then suddenly the comic cuts to the boy now longer, no longer sitting on a couch, but sitting on a chair all alone with a, a dog pig sitting on his lap and says, TV's better for relationships, Claremont. And Claremont thinks, don't fast forward. <laughs> Do you often watch TV shows with other people or read books with other people? Uh, oh, sorry, this is your comic. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes and kind of. That'll be okay. my answer and we can just leave it at that for now. Um, there, There's two ways that I want to take this, and I can't quite decide, so I'll, I'll let you kind of help decide. Oh, I'm pulling a grant here. Yes. The first thing is just a discussion of the genre of mystery. That's, that's one broad branch to take this down. The other is this concept of self-spoiling. I'm kind of, uh, I don't know. Let's go self-spoiling. Okay. Because I, I don't know much about mystery. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I do. Not that I know much about self-spoiling either, but... Well, okay. So this is an interesting thing. That particularly... Okay. I'm trying to figure out how to, fr- how to frame this. With books, specifically, I've heard a surprising number of times, or read online of people doing this, or heard it in other podcasts, that there are certain people who do legitimately skip to the end of books before they either before they even start reading or mm-hmm. maybe sometime in the middle just to see how it ends up to see if they feel like like I don't I don't even know why I don't know if it's a judgment for whether they should continue on at this point or just an insatiable curiosity and lack of being able to hold on um but that's always intrigued me is this anything that you can part that you participate in or can sympathize with no it is something that i have also heard of and every time i hear about it i'm baffled and immediately think the person is a monster because i don't understand how like how you can do that it yes it just like makes no sense to me like i i yeah i i don't understand why somebody would do that and then continue reading the book mm-hmm. well what's even weirder to me is out of all the books that I've read, I am pretty convinced that almost none of them would give me any real information if I went and read the last page. It would probably mm-hmm. be more confusing than it would be yeah, um, helpful. So mm-hmm. I don't even get that part of it. Like, what's the, you know, 
well, I, I don't understand what people are cutting out of that. However, I do need to admit to one, uh, it's not self, hmm. So th- there's kind of two uh, similar things that I do participate in that aren't as dramatic as this, okay? Mm-hmm. One is listening to or perhaps reading, let's say, a review of t- typically a movie that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And then eventually going back and watching that movie. Hmm. And I, I do this somewhat frequently because there are certain podcasts that I listen to um, or, you know, sites that'll go on or whatever, where I'm just like, inter- like just reading someone's take on something is often <clears throat> is often interesting because if you don't know, at least for me, I find that especially with movies, which are a medium that like, you know, I've seen a lot of movies, but I'm far from like a film critic. You know, I don't know what to look for Mm -hmm. most of the time to critique a film. I just kind of get a feeling once I'm done with a film and I know whether I liked it. Um, so uh, listening to someone talk about a film, surprisingly, I feel like I may get more out of it when I don't know what movie they're talking about because it lets me focus on the specifics of the kind of things that they're saying, the Uh kind of things that they're looking for. I don't know why it is, but like for some reason, like, I don't know. It seems it is very non-intuitive that without a concrete example, I feel like in some ways I'm getting more from it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think like it allows me to detach myself from the film that they're talking about and focus on the cr- the kind of critiques that they're making, mm-hmm. rather than if it were a bunch of films that I was familiar with and maybe I disagreed with their sentiment, it would be harder to spot the patterns in the kind of things that they may look at. Mm-hmm. But the, even then, let's say I've you know I've indirectly uh you know spoiled myself on these movies because i haven't seen them but i've still listened to a like an hour and a half conversation of people talking about it but i'll still go watch it a lot of the times and i don't feel like i was spoiled a lot of the time and i don't know if it's just because i have a bad memory for these sorts of things mm-hmm. <laughs> because when I, I remember when all the star wars movies were coming out there'd be people who would avoid trailers because they uh, would be paying attention to everything in the trailer and when it showed up in the movie, when they were watching the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And I do like I don't know that just like yeah. doesn't work for me. I've never got that. I've never noticed like oh that scene was in the trailer unless it's like a really yeah. bad move. One of those bad movies where it's like oh yeah there were two good minutes of the movie and they were the trailer. Yeah, and then in that ma- in that case, who cares? You know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Going in spoiler-free wouldn't have fixed anything. <laughs> no. Because it's already a fan four stick level disaster. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just like... Is this anything that that you've ever done? Am I the weird one here of listening to conversations or reading conversations about media that I haven't actually seen? Um... I I do that, but it's very very rarely is it ever something that I 
am expecting that I'm going to watch or would mm. be even interested in think I would be interested in watching. If there's anything that I'm like coming across like a a review or a commentary of or like uh like YouTube clips of a bunch of different like scenes from it or something, if it's a movie that I think I would legitimately want to sit down and watch, I don't watch that. And okay. there's there's been a couple movies like that that I've had enough people recommend to me and then I came across something like that for the movie and it was like, oh, I really want to see this because I want to know, but I also like want to actually see the movie and not have it spoiled first. Hmm. Some of the times watching like a review or commentary or whatever of the movie or just like clips of scenes, there are rare instances where it makes me want to watch the movie, but most of the time it's just like so that I can... It's a movie that I'm curious about, but I don't really think that it's something that I'm going to watch. So it's just like, eh, let's give me the big plot points and kind of the important things and some of the best scenes so I can like know what the deal was. Yeah. But I don't have to sink like two hours into it. Yeah. And in the, the somewhat harsh reality of let me form an opinion on something that I don't know much about. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe. More like I just don't want to be like, like, I'm interested enough to want to know what it's about. Yeah, yeah. But, like, not interested enough to dedicate two hours of my life to. But, like, sometimes there's things that it's, like, I watch then, like, a bunch of clips from the movie or something. And it's, like, oh, this actually, like, looks really good. I want to see this. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I'm trying to think of one. Oh, there was a freaking, it was a Tom Cruise movie. Like, Live, Die, Repeat. Or what was that called? Live, Die, Repeat? It was, like, him fighting aliens. And he like would like get teleported back in time every time he so died. Actually, the name of it? I feel like that's a different like I. Think or is I that just what the what the like a movie poster was? Edge, Edge of Tomorrow. That's what it is. Yes, Edge I haven't seen that. I feel like I, oh. I know that that's one of the ones that I would like. At least I don't think I've seen it. What's the other one that's kind of similar to that? Is it a is it Elysium that I'm thinking of? Elysium or something? Or Elysium, yeah. I have no idea what that one's about, but I can say Edge of Tomorrow, I enjoyed it. That's Matt Damon, so mm-hmm. close. Yeah, that's the one that I'm thinking of. That's also a very good movie. I recommend that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, like another example of something that I've watched a bunch of like clips from or whatever that I haven't actually seen the real thing is Game of Thrones. <laughs> Same. Because <laughs> I... <laughs> I before the end of the last season, I didn't really want to sink all the like or dedicate all the time into like doing Game of Thrones. And then the season happened. And then the season happened. Just like, yeah, I'm really glad that I didn't de- dedicate the time into doing Game of Thrones. It's so um, much more fun to watch as a spectator. Yeah, but I I had like seen a few episodes like with friends of mine who are really into Game of Thrones. So I was like, I knew enough. To be mm-hmm. like, oh, that was clearly like something cool happened, but I don't totally get what's going on. And so then like watch a bunch of like YouTube clips and it's like, okay, I think I get like the major like plot points and beats over like the history of this franchise or whatever. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's all I really needed. Yeah. That's totally fair. I think that there is a certain enjoyment for some things to just kind of get the, let's say easy jeopardy question knowledge base (laughs) yep (laughs) Uh, that's good so the other kind of self-spoiling which isn't 
isn't really spoiling necessarily, but could be considered, I'm sure, by some, is let's say you're into, into some movie or show and uh, you're not quite getting it. So you go check on Wikipedia to uh, read up to the point where you're at about what you just saw. Is this something you've done? No, not at all. Okay. Because there are two particular times where this happened to me. Most of the time, I'm very much in the camp of, let me just keep watching, and eventually I'm sure it will make sense. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, typically that works for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, two things. Last summer, I watched a movie called The Lighthouse. Have you seen The Lighthouse? No, is this like a romantic movie? No, it is okay. a movie that had it's Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Okay, yeah, this is definitely not what I was thinking it was. It's entirely filmed in black and white in a square aspect ratio. Oh, Jesus. It is a wild, wild film <laughs> that is very out there and very confusing about what's actually going on and what is reality or isn't reality and all this sort of stuff. I think, you know, Aaron didn't like it. I think it's actually a really good movie, but it is confusing as heck. And about halfway through, I started reading the Wikipedia plot summary to make sure that I was catching what was going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we were also not in a very good sonic environment when we watched this. Uh, it was kind of like you couldn't necessarily catch everything that was happening because it's black and white. You need a good television to actually mm-hmm. pick up because it's like, you know, it's black and white, but it's filmed with like a modern eye. So like there are details that you could pick up if you had a good enough screen, but we didn't. We were at like her parents cabin where they have an old TV set up and everything. So it was already kind of hard to follow along. So I was on the plot summary trying to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it turns out, uh, having watched the entire movie, reading the plot summary really doesn't help because the whole thing's pretty ambiguous anyway, but mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> at least it at least helped me confirm that I wasn't like totally dumb. I just, you know, <laughs> yeah. was acknowledging that it was a confusing film. Mm-hmm. The other time this happened recently was like two days ago. Aaron and I were watching WandaVision. <laughs> Have you heard of WandaVision, Grant? I have heard of it in the entire con... Like, <laughs> it just seems freaking weird to me. And, like, okay, I so haven't Are you, are you heard aware of, like, the actually... broader concept? Like, what have you heard? Tell me what you've heard. Because we've watched everything that exists up until now. So, people, Mikhail, I don't know. Spoilers, maybe. <laughs> All I'm aware is it's, like, Wanda and Vision, but in, like, the 60s or 70s or something. Okay. And is it, like... So if that's all you I'm know, sh- that's good. This I'm was our sure experience as well. We started watching the first episode. I don't know if we finished the first episode, if we got about halfway through, and we're watching it, and we're like, what? Is this everything? Um, luckily, at this point, you know, four episodes have come out, so more about the situation is available. Yeah. And, and luckily, reading the very top-level summary in Wikipedia confirmed that, like, Okay, there will be more that happens. We don't need to, like, we, we're not going to spoil ourselves on what precisely is happening, but it's clear that it's not literally going to be a sitcom for an entire season with literally nothing else happening. Yeah. 
So that was that was helpful. It was a sort of spoiler of like, okay, if had we just watched like another episode, it would have been very clear. And there were already there's already kind of hints that like this clearly can't be what it is. Um, but I think the it was so in your face weird that we were like, are they really so out there that they just do this for an entire for like several episodes? I don't know. Um. But yeah, so that was the other time that this happened, <laughs> was confirming that we would actually continue watching it. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. I don't know if this at all relates to what we've been talking about, but I just <laughs> noticed something that I've done multiple times. Yeah. And it feels weird to me. But like, I'll have a show that I really like and I've like watched the whole thing and like, Either I'm, like, watching the next season after, like, taking a break from the show or, like, a new season comes out or something. And sometimes, like, I'll be confused by something or whatever. Or sometimes it'll be just because I want to. And I'll just, like, instead of watching the new season, I'll just go back and binge the whole thing up until that point and then watch the new season. And Hmm. I've done that on multiple shows multiple times. I guess I haven't. feels weird to me saying it out loud. I mean, it makes sense in the modern world if it's something that, like, either you like enough to take the time to do that or, yeah. you know, something else. But, like, I've done similar things, but not for that reason. Uh, first of all, I haven't, like, uh, I, I haven't followed any TV show that closely for it to matter. Uh-huh. Uh, like, the only shows that i've kept up with season to season i guess was throughout college was stranger things Mm -hmm. like when a new season dropped but the like they always they for that show they do a good job of having a like pre-episode like an episode zero of the new season that Mm -hmm. really does a good recap of like 20 minutes going through the previous season so Mm -hmm. that you're up to speed um the main times that i've done this was for one of the actual play podcasts that I listen to where each quote unquote season is an entirely different story unrelated to previous ones. And since I listened to the very first season in a sort of bingy way, cause I came to it several, like maybe three years. I can't remember if it was three or four years after the, the podcast had started was when I first started listening Mm-hmm. and they were in the middle like i think they were either just starting out their second full season or had done a couple of mini seasons to try and figure out what's going to be the next big season mm-hmm. and so i just like i binged the entire first season and then when the second season started coming out i realized man i'm so used to this binging version that like i'm not sure i can keep up with it when it only comes out every other week. Mm-hmm. So I instead binged the first part again, but paced myself a little more so that I would be able to binge the second season. Uh-huh. I'm not doing that with the current one. I've gotten more used to having it be spread out, but that's the only time I've really done that, I think. But I also just don't follow television shows that much. Yeah. But I think, well, I think I've told you that I watched the Umbrella Academy a few months ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I also watched it with Aaron. And that's a show that I feel like I'd be perfectly happy to watch it again 
again once the th- once a third season comes out. Like there are TV shows that have come out in the past year that I could imagine doing that for because I like them enough, but maybe when push comes to shove I just wouldn't because I'd be too anxious to just get get on with it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm sure if uh if Netflix follows suit on like what Disney and Apple are doing, where Disney and Apple are both now saying yes, we're a streaming service, but we're going to become original TV or normal TV again and just release one episode a week, then they sort of force your hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Amazon then, started doing that too. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, then I guess I might as well just binge the first one. Or slowly watch the first one since I didn't slowly watch it the first time and then binge the second one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whatever works. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But people just read books like a normal person. Grant has brought Over the Hedge by T. Lewis and Michael Fry. Uh, We have two hedge dwellers whose names I don't recall at all. One looks like maybe it's a, it's not quite a raccoon because its eyes doesn't look correct, but maybe it is a raccoon. Let's call it a raccoon. And the other one's like a tortoise or turtle or something. And the raccoon is saying, what are those things? As he looks over the hedge and the tortoise says, fidget spinners. They help kids who have a hard time paying attention. And we see two kids, one small, pale, red-headed boy with a blue fidget spinner. Uh, as he's kind of, he's standing up, maybe walking a little bit on the grass. And a, and a young girl um, sitting on a rock with a very nifty shirt. And she is also spinning one on the very tip of her finger, it looks like. Um, and... The raccoon kind of finishing up the, you know, have a hard time paying attention. The raccoon says to fidget spinners. And the tortoise says, apparently. So, Mark, first quick question. Do you, mm-hmm. Are you a fidgeter much at all, if ever? Or no? Well, I would say no. Aaron would probably say yes, but we fidget in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Aaron is, I think, way more of a hand fidgeter. When she gets fidgety, she can be way more fidgety. I am a leg bouncer. Oh, okay. And have been for ever. It it it, kind of, it comes in waves. I like I can repress it if I so choose, but sometimes it just kind of happens in my especially my left leg. It, it will. It'll go bouncing. Uh, so that's my main fidget. I never, I don't often feel the need to fidget with my hands or anything like that. Okay. Okay. But I have plenty of experience with people who do. Yeah. Grant. Jack. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm asking this because I know that about myself and I'm trying to do better because I know it causes problems on this podcast. Um, and so one of the things that I've been thinking about is like, okay, how can I fidget or like give myself outlets for my fidgeting, but that aren't like obtrusive. So types of things like if you're on like a, if you're recording a podcast or you're on like a conference call or something, like you can fidget in the background, but you're like, 
it's something that is like not making noise or being obtrusive and so you're like kind of slinking back like you're like beneath the dark ice and like no one can tell what you're doing but like you're able to fidget and like help yourself focus in that way um because like a lot of i feel like fidget toys are like i feel like most of 90 percent of the things that i would like naturally fidget with make noise Hmm. i mean Probably that's more part like of fidgeting. like fidgeting is motion and motion is noise uh, but no <laughs> like like dropping a cup is noise dropping a pillow is okay it's it is noise but mm-hmm. it's not nearly as much noise mm-hmm. um, i know but it's still noise like this is this one of those things this is why like the fidgeting that feels super normal and not problematic in like let's say growing up in schools you know, like I, I would doodle at times. I was a doodler a little bit after a test or whatever. And, you know, that that's a sort of a way of fidgeting. Mm-hmm. And that's a perfectly acceptable thing because it fits into the soundscape of what you're yeah. doing. Specifically with podcasting, it gets problematic, especially for people like us who are podcasting with microphones that are not like that sound good, but also are not noise isolating. Mm-hmm. It'll pick up literally everything. <laughs> So fidgeting is problematic. It's like Jack, his main fidget on OHAC, he's gotten a little better, but his thing is, <laughs> it's also visually annoying because he just highlights sections of the show notes over and over again. He'll click and click and click and drag and <laughs> click all over the text. And that's what he'll do while he's talking or while he's not talking. <laughs> but like, you know, it's both visually distracting to me who's staring at the show notes and you can hear him clicking. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like like it's such a normal sound that you don't think of it, but then it gets picked up because again we're not using super directional nice microphones, um, so that like everything is picked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, given what you've said about this, <laughs> I'm gonna leave this episode. I I feel like we're kind of near the end here, so I'm gonna uh-huh. leave leave the listeners with a challenge. Uh, send us an email. Or tweet at us. I've 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 oh. actually sent out a couple of tweets. Ooh, tweet at us. Tweet at us about what you think Grant was purposefully fidgeting with during this episode. There were a number of other things that I fidgeted with uh, that are probably much more obvious, but they are not the thing that I was like purposefully fidgeting with continuously throughout the entire episode. My guess is Ooblack. Okay. Well, other listeners can make their guesses too. <laughs> and if you get it right, you win. I'll frick. I'll I'll Venmo you five bucks. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm.